always forget. I think I'm 35. I put an offer on a house on like February 27th. Things were solid and good, and I pretty much panicked. Fifty to Fifty is a podcast documenting Michael Ivan Schwartz's journey to turning fifty. Each week, he will attempt to do something he's never done before over the fifty weeks leading up to his birthday on December twentieth, two thousand nineteen, on his personal quest to expand, experiment, and embrace. I'm your host, Derek Von Brown, and I'm here to antagonize Michael Ivan while holding him accountable to his goal. Did you miss us? So it's been a little over a year since Michael Ivan completed his 50 new things over the 50 weeks leading up to his 50th birthday. That's a lot of 50s. And now he's 51. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Um, Yeah, good to be back. Older, wiser, more expanded, experimented, and embraced, hopefully. And uh, you must have had a birthday somewhere in there. How old are you now, Derek? Oh, man, I always forget. I think I'm 35. Well, that's a big one. Happy birthday. When do you turn 36? September 21st, 1985. Virgo, Libra, Cusp. Oh, Virgo. My best friend from growing up is Virgo. I like that. I'm a Virgo September. as well. Hey, Derek, what's up? No wonder I get along with you two so well. Good to have the gang back together. Alexis, Derek, Michael Ivan, we ride again into 2021, attempting the 31st episode of 50 to 50. With sort of a let's look back, let's look forward, let's uh, reignite the flames. I'm 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 hopeful in 2021. So, as we maybe talk about 2020, I uh, do want to keep in mind that we are past hopefully the worst of it. Hey Alexis, tell us about your health in the midst of COVID-19. So, you know, 2019 was uh, my cancer year, not related to astrology, but uh, diagnosis. But the end of the year, I was able to travel, celebrate my 40th. Luckily, like yourself, I had a uh, milestone birthday in the year of 2019, thankfully. 29. (laughs) That's so sweet. (laughs) I'm 40, bitch. I am experienced. And so spent the end of 2019 into 2020 traveling, trying to live my best life because, you know, I'd gone through cancer. 2020 COVID hits and luckily I am still in remission. I had a cancer scare, unfortunately, again in 2020 uh, where I had to go through a battery of tests and that was extremely uh, frightening and uh, disconcerting. But I am on the other side in here in 2021, still, according to the test, cancer free. So I will take it. That's great to hear. And I'm sorry to hear as well the battle. Um, I think 2020 has provided opportunity for a lot of us to think through what not just will we do when this is over, hopefully soon, but also how do we live within it? And I had a very good friend's mom pass away from cancer who had been diagnosed for a long time. It wasn't a shock, but going to that funeral in 2020 was 
very weird, very different. There's about a dozen people spread out in a massive church and all masked up. And it makes for grieving to be just awful and very um, feels like a lot of lack of closure in an environment like this. And I thought a lot about my dad passing away in 2019 at the end of my 50 to 50 journey and realizing how, I don't know, it's a weird way to say it, but I'm very glad he died then and not a year later because that process of choosing how to visit family and how to deal with hospitalizations or in-home care when you also have to deal with this deadly disease and, and yeah. So anyway, I'm very glad, Alexis, you are looking good and feeling good and having tests say that you are good. Yeah, it could be the pixelated camera, but you're looking fresh. Is that for me or for Michael? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we have similar haircuts today. Speaking of uh, hairstyles, Derek is sporting a beard, but that it's not clearly an entire year's worth. He has trimmed down and let it grow back in, and you've trimmed down in some other ways. Maybe catch us up, Derek, on some of the uh, exciting things you've done. At the beginning of this year, I, I had a, a really deep conversation with uh, a beloved matron and uh, a woman that I've, I've long considered to be a life mentor. Uh, she's very wise. She's a friend of mine's mother. She took me in when I was a, a late teen. And uh, she's really taught me a lot. And she said something that stuck with me. She said, Derek, mind your mind. It is the burden of being awake. For me, it uh, was a different journey than, than some people probably take. Uh, some people drink cactus juice and, and throw up in a desert. I uh, <laughs> actually stopped drinking uh, and I stopped smoking weed. And uh, wow. there were a few interludes of intoxication, but I spent the majority of the year sober, uh, which was the first time since I was 20 years old that I had ever been sober for more than a few weeks. So it, it's been a really interesting journey, you know? I'm going after clarity again. So that's where I've been. A lot of introspection, a lot of trying to find balance. Can I ask, did you, in a sense, replace it with some things? Like you, you mentioned wanting to find balance internally, and I know you used um, some of those substances as, as medical, you know, as a way to find a spot that worked for you so is there other things you're doing besides just not doing those things i ran a lot in the spring because i didn't have a job uh, i was the president of uh, an upcoming uh, art attraction and then everything collapsed uh, the company shut down immediately because our <laughs> our company theme was stuffing 300 people an hour into a closed space and interacting with one another so like, boy, was that a business model that wasn't going to work out. And I think that we had, we had a priority shift. The owners of the company decided that they were going to spend time with their daughter and that they were going to make the best of the situation. And I stand behind them 100%. It was a great decision. Yeah, that sounded like, too, they pulled the plug just in time before lots of money transferred and debts were going to be owed and people were going to really be on the hook. So that was fortunate. Unfortunate situation that COVID happened, but fortunate that you guys were able to pivot. And then you have turned into a running machine and doing some physical labor in your Yeah, I lost 30 pounds. Uh, I'm a business consultant by trade, so I started working for a construction company. Um, and I'm helping them get their operations together, become a, a lean, mean fight machine. And that's meant a great deal when you work for small businesses. You're right there in the trenches with them. You don't get to like sit back and be an administrator. Uh, you know, waving your magic wand, you have to help them do work. Uh, so I'm there doing work. I'm building decks. Uh, it's uh, it's all renovations. I work primarily um, in the counties uh, around Baltimore City. It's difficult physically. 
which I really like because you know me, bones made of lightning. It actually really helps to be physical. So the harder you work your body, the slower your uh, your, your mind uh, races, uh, from my experience. So it's it's been good. It's uh, it's it is centering. That's awesome, Alexis. I feel like uh, I'm going to just announce I am now the moderator of podcast episode 31. And uh, with that in mind, I get to ask a lot of questions, but feel free to ask me. Alexis, how's your, besides the health side, work and living in one abode? And tell us about the new abode. I put an offer on a house on like February 27th, which was uh, subsequently accepted. And then by the time everything shut down, like a week and a half later, I was like, oh, Shit, I'm buying a house <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> this feels great. Not so much. Um, yeah, I was pretty like panicked there at the beginning because I was like, oh my gosh, I've just settled myself with all of this debt. All of my liquid assets are going towards the down payment of this house. I was kind of freaking out uh, for, for a while there. But then I got into my house finally in June because I had to have some work done on the house, etc. The house is actually been giving me a really good distraction from the world so you know I'm in my little house I get to decorate and arrange things the way I like and just create my little cocoon of a place for myself and it keeps me occupied you know when otherwise I would be hanging out with friends or going to see things and do things and travel now it's like, oh, yeah, I guess I should paint that wall. So that's what I'll be doing with my afternoon. Good times. <laughs> and were you working from home and that switch? Or is that would that still I was same? working from home before, actually. So there wasn't much of a switch there. So for me, it was just, we're just continue doing the same thing. Uh, I am childless. I have no companion. So it's just me. And uh, it's going to be like that for a while because Aww. I don't know about you guys, but... Um, I don't know. We're all kind of in different situations, but, you know, dating during a pandemic, you know, I had cancer. I'm immunosuppressed. I don't trust y'all fellas. So I'm just going to keep to myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, ew, boys have cooties. Keep them away from me. So, but I don't know. How about you, Michael? You're single too. So how's your uh, COVID times been going? Uh, So I started the year off um, reconnecting with a woman I was dating in the fall and had kind of taken a short break and things were solid and good. And I pretty much panicked in March, April and broke things off. I was nervous. I was nervous to like make a home with this person to be knowing that for the next who knows how long we'd be fully embraced because that's the only person you'd be hanging out with. And um Yeah. I mean, there was other issues, but that was the knee-jerk reaction, and uh, it was unfortunate that I chose that. Attempted to go on some online dates in late summer with very little success, mostly because I just, again, was not probably in the headspace for it. But we'll see. I'm I'm still sticking a toe out there and, and testing the waters, but um, we'll see what happens in 2021. I'm curious, um, for you, Derek, you also moved into a house with your wife, bought your guys' first house together. What's it like to be 
quote unquote trapped in COVID with your spouse 24 seven. Nah, we get along pretty effortlessly. I'd, I'd say I'm the more difficult person to get along with. So maybe she'd have a different answer for you. <laughs> um, but I feel blessed to uh, have purchased a house right before COVID. Um, like Alexis said, there's a lot of nervousness involved because uh, a lot of your safety net vanishes when you purchase a house. But we were travelers, you know, we spent a lot of our time in other places. We lived in really low maintenance, uh, low commitment environments where we just rented uh, a small apartment and then we'd go traveling. I think for a long time, we didn't want to lock into a commitment because we like to be out there experimenting and expanding and embracing life in other places. Uh, but then we bought this beautiful like post-Victorian uh, row home. It's an end unit, it's from 1909. I can't wait to throw a party. Uh, but for the time being, you know, it's just, uh, we have a roommate now. And it's just, uh, we get along with him really well. You know, it, it's been real peaceful. I have a projector now that plays uh, my PlayStation 4 on my office wall, like 10 <laughs> feet wide. Uh, so I'm fine. I, I can I can disappear into, a, you know, Skyrim or something uh, outdated um, for <laughs> for a few hours and, and, uh, and release that mental tension. We've gotten along really well. I can't imagine it's been like that for everybody. You're certainly not the only one, Michael, though I, I think yours might have been uh, just coincidental. You ended it directly before the pandemic, right? No, it was... Right in the beginning? Right in the beginning. You were like, you know what I need? More anxiety. <laughs> yeah. It was like weighing the anxieties, and I chose the, <laughs> the, the anxiety I know. And uh, again, regret that, but um, that's where we're at. What, in terms of our theme here of expand, experiment, embrace, were any of us able to continue doing? And it certainly was my philosophy, so I'm not necessarily making you guys own that philosophy. But, you know, were there some new things you were able to tackle in 2020 despite COVID? Obviously, there's some things maybe because of COVID. I know I certainly cooked and baked a lot more and spent a lot of time with my roommate, who's a great friend, and that has worked out well. I've taken a million dog walks and dog park visits. Thankfully, Gracie has been another great outlet. Uh, but I'm curious what folks have been doing that maybe would fit into that expand, experiment, embrace in light of uh, of the lockdown. For me, it's been, I would say, you know, uh, the expand part is expanding my knowledge. I read so many books in 2020 compared to 2019. There's only so much Netflix scrolling you can do before, you know, you pick up a book. Do you have some highlight books? Any uh, ones to recommend or ones that really stuck out? I actually, I went to go visit my mom over the summer and she has an Airbnb that's part of her house. So she hasn't had anyone there in a while. So I, I stayed in the Airbnb and there was a copy of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I think that someone had left there. <laughs> so I just picked it up and I'm like, oh, this is real fun. I like this historical and like fanciful and like you know, slightly really dark. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And then so I, I bought some more like fantasy books. So the other thing that I pulled the trigger on in 2020, and I've been talking about it for a long time, is I started to get formal education to become a personal coach. So I am actually currently training to be an ICF certified coach, which is the International Coaching Foundation. Yeah, so now all the books I buy are about like coaching 
it's something I've been thinking about for years. And I think that in a good way, COVID made me, you know, just do it because it's like, well, it's not like you're hanging out with your friends at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday. Might as well take the class. Sweet. I'll have to uh, make sure we put up a link to your website when you create it or your number or however you are letting people know that you're coaching when that happens. Yes, yes. It'll be soon. Good. Look, Michael Ivan pulls back from being a coach and Alexis starts being a coach. I did retire from coaching. That was definitely one of the things I'm chewing on in 2021, which maybe we'll get to in a little bit. Business definitely took a huge hit. I do video production, which typically involves being out in offices and spaces and recording people, interviews and B-roll and all that good stuff, and then sitting in a computer and editing. So that part can still happen. Um, but a lot, a lot disappeared in March in particular when it first hit. I had probably 20 dates get canceled immediately some felt like they might be postponed but that uh didn't happen for for a large majority of that work so i knew i had uh, uh, several months of blank in front of me i'd spent a good amount of time working on trying to get some of the government money that was available and i'm very happy to say i got a good chunk of support from both the state and the federal governments so that put me in a much more comfortable spot to say okay with this downtime what am i going to do I just came off of this year of doing something new every week to feeling like, oh, I'm not going to do anything for weeks and weeks and weeks. I was very much intending to travel a lot. I had all these frequent flyer miles with Southwest and got the companion pass, which I got to use once to go to Puerto Rico in February, right before this all hit. And um, yeah, I was feeling a bit contained. The initial thought was, hey, if I can do some work for free or cheap, what would I do? Because I've got this skill set of making videos just sitting dormant and what I wound up doing was getting connected with a lot of my musician friends who typically can't afford to make a music video and pay thousands of dollars to do that type of work so I did several free videos for folks a few cheaply priced videos for others uh, most of them virtual although I did a whole series with Patterson Park a local big park here in Baltimore where they normally have live concerts. Instead, we did what we called hidden tracks, where we took the musician or musicians and took them out in the park during the week, kept social distance and recorded them doing three songs on a theme and then interwove some stories on the same theme and kind of did almost like a docu-concert. Uh, a lot of folks know I used to host big deck shows on my back deck. I had these live concerts. 25 people would come out and watch a band live and we'd sell tickets and have a good time. Again, couldn't do that, so instead we did some virtual ones. We did webcast versions of two concerts uh, in the fall with Wide-Eyed Lounge Cats and my good friend Caleb Stein. So I found myself trying to figure out ways to continue to do things I love and enjoy, but doing it for people and doing it in places that typically I wouldn't do. And I'd say the biggest, the culmination of that was doing a short documentary with my good friend Mark G. Meadows, who's a jazz musician pianist and um, just super talented guy and we started with trying to do a music video and it turned into this 23 minute short documentary called but don't believe them which focuses on his perspective on the black lives matter movement and this really was um i don't know one of the highlights of covid for me we made the film we put it in some festivals got best of fest in one festival and we 
showed, screened the film virtually to maybe a dozen different audiences and had these pretty uh, intense discussions afterwards. Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's a really great piece of work. Well, it feels like 2021 has some hope, has some potential for um, getting out and about. It may not be for quite a few more months, but I'm curious if you guys have some three E's in mind, things you might consider doing once this lifts or lifts a little bit or lifts a lot. I want to give you guys hugs. <laughs> Can I just give someone a damn hug? Like, Oh my God, hugs. Oh, shut up, Derek. You get hugs anytime you want. That's true. Any other lingering like plans? I know I definitely plan on traveling the moment I can, more so than I have this year. Well, I had planned to go to uh, Mexico last year to go to the Day of the Dead Festival. I hope I can do that in 2021. I hope I can get to me- make it to Mexico. Derek, any uh, fun thoughts and plans? I don't know whether this is cynical or optimistic, but for the most part, I actually really like being by myself. Uh, so I think I found a, a great deal of solace in, uh, in not having to go hang out with people all the time. No offense to your friends. The thing that I really miss more than anything is I'm very, very excited to play some live music, uh, for people, um, and make that connection. And I think you can ask any musician who performs live. There is something magical that starts happening when people are listening to you play. I'm ready to attend every concert. I was, you know, just texting with my cousin. I was like... If I remotely like an artist, I don't, I'm buying a ticket. I'm going. You know, I'm, I'm supporting all the musicians everywhere, <laughs> big and small. So my um, recent purchase of a Pioneer DDJ-400, that is a DJ controller. I am learning how to be a DJ. At the beginning of the pandemic, I heard a lot of people talking about picking up an instrument and learning something and taking the time to read and all these other kind of deep dives and I thought and I would love to be a musician but I know even though I spent this entire year focused doing it I'd be crap compared to all my friends who've been playing for 20 years and I'm like I'm 50 this is just too late I'm sorry and then it dawned on me I love music I love putting on a show and a concert and, and setting a stage and ambiance for people to have a good time at my house and other places so I finally bit the bullet and bought this thing a few weeks ago went through a seven day online class still very new to it and need to practice a ton more but my hope is by the time i can host another event i'm gonna be djing so that's my uh attempt to keep the three e's alive in 2021 so michael what's your dj name dj jiven j i-v-a-n ivan my middle name dj jiven i like it I like it. It's cute. It I sounds like, it. like it's a 50-year-old DJ, too. <laughs> <laughs> My prediction for 2021 is uh, a couple bat mitzvahs from DJ uh, Jiven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's a circuit. <laughs> you have been listening to 50 to 50. Check out our website, 50to50.com for photos, videos, and the opportunity to give us feedback or suggest an activity for Michael Ivan's quest to expand, experiment, and embrace as he turns 50.
50. 